Hi guys, welcome back to Stuck in a Blender. This is your host, Brittany Simo. So today I am interviewing Jocelyn Flowers. Uh, she is listed as the Daily Step Mom on Instagram. And I, if you follow me on Instagram as well, you would have seen that she interviewed me last month. So now it's her turn. Um, today we're going to be talking about her story and touch on some other topics, but a little bit about her. Jocelyn is a mom of four, three being her stepkids, and she's a certified stepmom coach. She was a manager turned uh, to stay-at-home mom, and she was a teacher. Once COVID hit, she left her full-time job to stay home with the kids. Uh, in her time as a stepmom, she's experienced the struggles of dealing with high-conflict situations and multiple custody battles, resulting in a situation granting her husband full custody. Feeling overwhelmed, misunderstood, and lonely, she began seeking a way to turn her stepmom experience from a high conflict to a positive co-parenting experience. Having created a working co-parent relationship with her stepkids' mom, Jocelyn, excuse me, Jocelyn loves to help other stepmoms do the same thing while creating healthy boundaries. Jocelyn has recently launched a podcast called The Daily Stepmom Podcast, where she talks about not just surviving, but thriving in your role as a stepmom. She loves to connect with others, and you can find her on Instagram as Daily Stepmom. And also at www.thedailystepmom.com. So on that note, welcome, Jocelyn. Hi, thank you. Of I course. I appreciate you having me. I'm very happy to. You're my first guest. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! This is awesome. Yes. So um, wherever you'd like to start, I, you know, this, this is a new podcast, so my listeners have very little uh, knowledge about, you know, even my story. So please, whenever you want to share yours, go for it. Yeah. Well, hi, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, my, I'm a stepmom of three, like uh, the bio said, and we have full physical legal custody of my stepkids. So I consider myself a daily stepmom. And for those of you who don't understand what that means. Um, it means that I am the, essentially the mom to the kids full time. We have them in our home every day. I see them every day. I take them to school. I pick them up from school. I pack their lunches. I take them to soccer and football practice. And, um, yeah, so we, we have them every day in our home. Um, we, didn't always start out that way. When I met my husband four years ago, um, he and his ex-wife were in the process of getting a 50-50 custody. He still had majority, but it was more of a 70-30 at the time. And um, through some really unfortunate situations, uh, like my bio said, CWS got involved. Um, we quickly put a halt on moving forward with the 50-50 custody and we received full physical and legal custody. So uh, that was, we got married in April. That shifted, everything changed in July. Um, so not too long after we had been married, did I feel like my life got turned upside down. Um, wow. It yeah, definitely wasn't- That's quite a change. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, like I said, we are in the process of working towards a 50-50 custody agreement. Um, and that's kind of what I 
went into this relationship and marriage thinking I, we were going to have, um, and that didn't happen. So I quickly had to rework, um, my thought process of what my role, um, as a stepmom was going to be. Um, I obviously never wanted to step on my stepkids, mom, uh, mom's toes. Like that was never, um, anything I envisioned doing. She's their mom. I respect her in that role. Um, however, I did have to take on a lot of responsibility that I didn't really want to take on, but at the expense of my kids, not suffering or losing out, maybe suffering is not the best word, but losing out on things. Um, I did have to step into that role and, um, it was definitely an adjustment for me. Um, but it's been great. Uh, my kids are well-adjusted, um, even after everything we went, uh, went through with, uh, the custody and CWS and all of that, um, while it was very traumatic in the process, um, you know, now we're almost three and a half years out of that and, and, um, or I'm sorry, two and a half years out, things are, things are good. Like they are adjusting well. Um, we, we meaning my kids, um, mom and myself, are uh, really coming into a better groove um, as far as our relationship. Um, and it's nice because I think um, I, it all happened once COVID hit. So I guess we're what a year, almost a year and a half now. And um, things, I think she just kind of realized that what are we doing? Um, I know a lot of blended family homes struggled at the beginning of COVID, um, especially with parents who maybe um, don't parent the same way. So one home has one set of rules and the other home has a completely different set of rules. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of people were fearful with COVID and what does that look like? How do we um, how do we do visits when one home could care less and the other home does. So, you know, for us, that was never an issue. Um, it was important that our kids continued with our visitation schedule for them to be able to see their mom. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't have that issue, but, um, she is, also a stepmom. And so I, she, she had a completely different, um, issue going on, on the other end of the spectrum. So I think she was really appreciative of how well my husband and I were doing our best to co-parent during this really crazy time. And we started talking via Instagram. Um, she followed me. Um, she's pretty much always followed me um, on social media. I don't have anything to hide. So that's, and I know, you know, a lot of times there's stepmoms that are like, uh, the bio mom is harassing me, this, that, and the other. And then obviously by all means, I would say boundaries, 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 um, block them, whatever. Um, but I can pretty much hold my own and I never really felt like I had anything to hide anyways. So, um, we started communicating the, Instagram, I would post stories of the kids, she would comment. Um, and we kind of realized we had some similarities um, on things. I, I don't think we're the same by any means, but um, we both, you know, like s s 
specific things that we felt that we could um, relate on. And I started asking her, you know, hey, do you want to come over when you drop off the kids and have a glass of wine or whatever? Um, Kids aren't doing anything. And if you want to come over for the afternoon, you guys can play at the park, just kind of creating this bridge, I guess, bridging the gap. And um, once the restrictions let up where I lived here in California, uh, we decided we were going to go out and get a drink or two. And we did. We did that a few times. Um, however, <laughs> as, as lovely as I'd love to say it continued, um, things got a little weird. Um, her, her husband is, is not able to be around the children currently. And, um, so the way that they do visits is it's, um, at a separate location, not her home. Um, and she had asked during this bridging of the gap relationship that we were doing, if we would, um, be lenient and allow, um, that her husband, her, who knew her new husband to be around the kids. And, um, we said no, and, and she didn't like that response and decided to pull away. Um, and I get it. I mean, you know, I think, I think it's hard when you want answers one way and it doesn't happen. And um, yeah, so we kind of stopped talking altogether. It was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, this, that. And so I said, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to force a relationship, but I want you to know, like, I don't have these type of relationships where I can't tell my friends how I feel. And I thought we were becoming friends. And um, yeah, so that kind of happened and things got a little rocky, but I knew it's important to maintain open communication um, for the sake of my stepkids. And so I really had to rework this thought process of, okay, well, we clearly can't be friends because there's just too much, um, back history. Um, maybe it's still too new. Maybe there's still some hurt that she needs to deal with, um, on her end that is preventing us from having a friendship. And I don't know, maybe it's just weird. Maybe like, maybe you can't really have that true deep friendship like you do with your other girlfriends. Um, Mm -hmm. because I know I'm like, I love my husband, but there are days that I vent about my husband to my girlfriends. I can never do that to her. I just don't feel like I could cross that boundary out of respect for my husband. Right. Um, even though she would probably totally know what I'm talking about and could totally rate relate because hi, she was Mm -hmm. married to him, but out of respect for him, like, I don't want him to feel like we're doing girl gang and teaming up against him. So Mm -hmm. I was really trying to figure out, okay, what's this look like for us? How can, how can I have a healthy co-parenting relationship with her. And what does that even look like? What does that even mean? What's the word co-parenting mean? Um, Does that mean we have to be best friends? Does that mean we talk? Does that mean we only talk about the kids? Like what's that look like? And so I've kind of come to this healthy version of co-parenting. I call it co-parenting-ish because it's a little more than co-parenting because I do text her about things that aren't kid related, but there's definitely boundaries. I just have a quick question. So when you said that you, you backed up because of what had happened, she didn't like your, your answer. 
Uh, was this recent? Yeah. So this was probably in January. So um, we went from March till about January of, I guess, this this last year of mm-hmm. us um, getting along. I mean, she would come over and, and hang out with the kids on like a day that wasn't hers. And she would come and sit in the house and hang out and where we'd sit in the backyard, the kids would jump and I'd give her a truly, you know, I mean, like we would just mm-hmm. hang out and um, yeah, that was in end of December, beginning of January, I think. And it kind of like put a halt on it. So now you guys are able to communicate, but not anywhere near what you used to. Do I have that correct? correct? Okay. Yeah. So now we're, we're back to communicating. Um, I think we definitely have boundaries up. Um, I, you know, I don't, um, so with Instagram, you can follow someone, but do it to where you mute their stories. So you don't see that what they post. Uh And, um, I had to do that because of, well, just in case, you know, she's listening and out of respect, I won't go into it too much, but there was just some choices she was making that I didn't feel was fair to our situation. And, um, and I didn't want it to prevent me from being able to respond to her in a respectful way. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. want to start losing respect for her because I didn't, I I felt disrespected from what I was seeing. And so I just felt like I'm just going to not watch her stories because what she does in her personal life is not my business. It really isn't Good for you. Um, mm-hmm. And so in order to be able to maintain a respectful relationship with her, um, I need to just not watch her stories. So that's what I, I did. So I don't personally see her stories when she pops things um, pops or posts things, unless I, you know, go to her profile and look. Um, But I am still friends with her on social media. I just don't actively see her stuff. So, um, which is a super healthy boundary. You know, I mean, I don't know if we'll always, if it will always be that way. Maybe we'll get to a point where I feel like I can watch her stories and see what she's doing. Um, But I, you know, I asked myself, did I really need to see what she was doing when she was not with the kid? Like, do I, first of all, do I really need to see what she's doing with the kids? No, not really. Mm -mm. I mean, if I want to know what she's doing with the kids, I could always ask them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then two, since she's not really with the kids most of the time, and it's not like I'm, I miss seeing them. Do I need to watch her stories? Well, no, not really. It's just not for me. It just didn't feel healthy. So that was a boundary that I decided that I really need to put in place for myself or my for my mental health, um, you know, not building resentment and keeping a level of respect towards her. So, um, yeah, thank you. (laughs) So we, uh, we kind of got to this new place and, um, you know, my friends who are like my girl gang, like they go on this emotional roller coaster with me where it's like, you know, I'm getting drinks with her. She's coming over now we're not talking like they're like well, I don't even I don't know you know living vicariously through yeah. you <laughs> I mean I invited her to my we had a my birthday was in October and we watched um it was the opening night of uh Claire's season for the bachelorette and so I had all the all my girlfriends over and you know we did a whole charcuterie wine thing and it was oh, nice. a night that she was dropping um my the my stepkids off 
and obviously it was all set up and I asked her if she wanted to stay and um, she did. And my girlfriend came like, what the heck? But, you know, so they've definitely gone on this emotional roller coaster with me. And I was talking to one of them and, and they were like, what, what, where are you at now? Like, what's, what's the relationship status? And I'm like, oh my God, like we're dating, you know, like what's your relationship status? <laughs> but I told her, I was like, we are like, the best way to describe it is we are coworkers who get along for the sake of our job mm-hmm. and our job is raising these kids and we get along because we want to be the best at our job. Right now. I don't know if you've ever had like a coworker like that, that you just get along with at work and you probably wouldn't really be friends with them outside of work. You know, you wouldn't like go to a concert with them or invite them over, but mm-hmm. you enjoy talking to them at work. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like where we're at right now. That's our relationship. So, you know, I'm not eager to invite her over for a barbecue anytime soon. Um, but we are actually all going and taking the kids to a water park coming up. So that'll be the first big thing um, of us like doing something together. And my husband will be there. So is it just the three of you or is it her husband too? With the kids? No, 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 no. Her, so her husband's not, um, not able to be around the kids. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, um, and that's, that's a court ordered, um, that's not going to change anytime soon. So, okay. um, yeah. So, so it'll just uh, be the three of you with the kids. Is this yep. an overnight thing? Oh no, this is uh we have a water park. That's like 45 minutes away from our home. Okay. So I'm like, it'll Oh be- my goodness. <laughs> This interview, It'll obviously, be, and the kids, but the yeah. interview, that'll be wow. Okay. And what yeah. are your what are your feelings uh or thoughts toward that? Yeah, you know, so it, it's interesting. I I'm anxious a little bit in the sense that um I obviously want it to go so well that I'm like, okay, this sounds so weird, but like think about you know, wedding. Like you're obviously you know, it's the, you're making the right choice, but you mm-hmm. still have like all this anxious nerves that you just want everything to go good. And I think mm-hmm. that's how I feel. Like, I know this is the right choice because it's beneficial for our kids. And they're the ones that are going to see three adults coming together, doing our best to have a healthy relationship and, and putting our differences and feelings aside for the sake of their success. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I want it to go well. I, I, um, I think probably my husband tends to have more guards up when it comes to her than I do, because obviously there's more, um, history and, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, she hurt him. She, she chose to have the affair and to leave. And, and so I think, um, I do get a little nervous because I, I, he's not as, gracious I guess with her as I tend to be um but it makes Sounds sense familiar. right because <laughs> right he has the hurt he has the uh-huh. um, that that I don't know if aggression is the right word but just maybe more um reservation um mm-hmm. with with having her um be around so so I'm I'm hopeful it will go well um you know I, I had asked him like how do you feel about this like are you okay like is it going to be 
weird to like see her in a bathing suit. Like, I don't know if I'm putting that on you. Like, I don't know. You know, like, that's what I think. Like, are you gonna, is it going to be weird? And like, he was like, no, I don't. And it was funny. Cause he's like, I don't even find her remotely attractive anymore. Like there's, uh, there's no, mm-hmm. there's not anything that could, I could be like, oh, I'm so attracted to her. Like, that's just not there anymore. And I, you know, I, I mean, I think for guys, I, I could get that right. Like, okay, whatever. Oh so, yeah, I get it. Um, you know, so uh, I think that, once that. once the emotional damage has been done, it's I, done. I think, it's done. Yeah, I I yeah. used to think that way too. I remember because my my um, well, I guess I can say this. We legally got married, so I I don't know whether <laughs> I'm like we haven't announced it because our our wedding is in February, but um, so I will refer to him now as my husband. But okay, so his his ex-wife in, in my opinion, I think she's just absolutely beautiful. I think she is, you know, like a model. And so mm-hmm. of course, when I first met her, uh, you know, as a woman, I think a little, not even, it wasn't even like jealousy, but you know, I think immediately we have all these thoughts where it's like, Oh my God, she's really pretty. Do I have a yeah. reason to be threatened? Is he going to go back to her? Oh my God. Did you just look at her that way? Oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. of course not you know, now, yeah. and it's probably not even like that for maybe most people. But um, I think once the damage is done, they, you don't look at somebody the same way anymore, yeah. no yeah. matter how beautiful they are on the outside, yep. you know? Yeah, exactly. Because so. I think all they, all they are operating now from is that how they were hurt. They see that they look at that person differently, you know? So, right. so that's what he said, which, you know, I, I, I totally I'm sure I know that's that's where he's at. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm hopeful it'll go um, good, and I I think it will. I um, you know I think we're both uh, we go to kids sports games and and sit next to each other, which um, was actually something that I I reached out and was just like, hey, you know, you're you're welcome to sit next to us at a game, um, because again, you know, the kids run off the field and you don't want them to feel like they have to choose like who right. they're going to run to. And mm-hmm. um, I just, because again, it's not about us, right. It's about the kids. And so I had sent out the message um, and she did the next game. She, she sat next to us and over time, like we're able to talk at games and it's not as awkward. So, uh, you know, all steps in the right direction, but it's so important. I think to like have those boundaries because I think, especially in our role as a stepmom, we tend to be the one who we're the bridge gapper, the, the, we're repairing the bridge. Right. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's like, I visually just kind of had this like vision of them on either side of the bridge, like throwing cannonballs at each other and we're the run running back and forth, like fixing the bridge and throwing the cannonball over and fixing another part of the bridge. And it's hard. It's draining. It's, you know, it's not anything that we signed up for. And I, you know, you, that, that phrase comes so many times, like, well, this is not what I signed up for, but you know, and instead, I don't think it means like the kids. I think it means I didn't sign up for playing referee between two grown adults who can't figure their shit out. Like that's a great way to put it. I don't, that's what it is. I didn't sign up for this drama. I didn't sign up to be a part of two grown adults acting like children Mm -hmm. over children. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
So, I mean, I think that that's, that's hard. And I think as I get further along in my role as a stepmom, I'm realizing that there are things that are non-negotiables for me. And one of them is my mental health. I'm not about to put my mental health on the back burner to appease my kid's mom Mm -hmm. um, or my husband, you know, Um, and he would never ask me to. So that's not a problem, but, you know, martyr over here, let me throw myself on the, the sword to make everything right. And that's not my role. That's not why my husband married me. That's not what my role is. My role is to provide a loving and nurturing and safe, healthy home for my stepkids and my child while Mm -hmm. they're here. And so I'm realizing the more and more I get into my role, like I just need to reevaluate what is the priority here? Um, Is a priority having her as a best friend? No, it's not. And kudos to anyone who's listening that can do that. I I think that's super important. And if you would have asked me six months ago, well, no, not six months ago, because I would have been January. If you had asked me 10 months ago, like I would have said, it's our role to bridge the gap, make it work. And yeah, it is. But at what cost? Like Mm -hmm. if you're running back and forth, like fixing things and you're getting hit with the cannons too, like Mm, I don't know if it's uh-huh. worth it, you know? Well, and also I think it's really important to examine what your motivation for that is because oh, when good. I first, you know, met my now husband, I so desperately wanted to be liked. And I think a lot of step parents, but maybe more so step moms, like we want to fit in and we want to belong. And so we do all these things and then we have, you know, a response that, oh, we're angry about something or she didn't treat me the way I wanted, or even maybe it's our partner. Like, how dare you not, you know, be on the same page, whatever it is, but what, you know, when you, when you really sit down and examine what your motivation is for doing something, then it, you know, it's like everything is clear and it makes sense. And then you, you don't need to get upset because if your motivation in the first place was really just to seek approval. Okay. Well, sorry, buddy. You know, that's, <laughs> that's right. not actually going to bring you any internal, you know, lasting satisfaction. Exactly. Right? And I, so I really had to pull back there because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I like bio mom as a person, of course, you know, we, as I'm learning and growing, you know, I'm not a bio mom yet. And maybe some of my opinions or feelings will shift when that does happen. Um, I'd be curious to know from you what your experience is with that. But, you know, there's some parenting differences. And I, I, I think it's, I need to be able to separate the two, you know, friend and person and or three, I should say, and, and co-parent, you know, right, right. And it's true. And, I mean, I, I think, and I think, you know, in coaching different stepmoms, that's a, a the approval, like you said, a, a lot of them, I'm at, I, they'll be telling me stories and we're talking about things. Cause coaching is more, it's just for anyone who's not aware it's, it's, uh, when I do coaching sessions, I'm here to not only help you process stuff, but I'm here to be reflective. Right. So 
I can ask you a question. You'll say something and I'll ask you a question just to give you a second opinion. But ultimately, it, you come to I'm not license. I don't prescribe anything. I don't, um, you know, diagnose anything. So you really, as the person I'm coaching, you come to these um, conclusions on your own and then I help you support it, right? So one of the stepmoms I was coaching, she was telling me all these things about, you know, bio mom doesn't do this, bio mom doesn't do this, bio mom doesn't accept this, whatever, whatever. And so finally I said, why do you want a relationship with bio mom? Why, why is this so important to you? Because clearly bio mom does not want a relationship with you, but why is it so important to you that you have a relationship? And she's like, I don't know. I go, I'll come back to you with an answer on that. And she did. <laughs> and ultimately it was like, it was actually coming from the feeling of needing to be accepted. Um, she wasn't going to have kids of her own. Um, and she wanted to know she was doing a good job from the person that birthed these kids. And I told her, um, you might not ever get that from her and mm-hmm. you have to, you cannot, it she was letting it affect her role so much. She was pulling away from the kids. I mean, it was bad. And I'm like, you can't let her lack of acceptance prevent you from being the best stepmom you can be. And And it's true. Like, I think sometimes we're so just consumed with getting that, Hey, you're a great stepmom to my kids. Like, I'm so glad my kids have you. And that might never come. I'm very lucky in our situation. My kid's mom has said that to me numerous times. She's, she's very vocal, um, with me about that. Um, but that took uh, two years of me being in the kid's life before I got that. Mm-hmm. If I would have pulled away from those kids during probably one of the most crucial times of their lives, who knows what our relationship would look like right now. We have a great relationship. Um, so um, with the kids, I mean, so, you know, I just, I, I think it's so important that we really just look and be like, what is, what is the base of me doing it? Like, is it, am I doing it because I need the accolade? I need the award. I need someone to tell me I'm doing a good job or am I doing it because it's going to benefit the kids It's going to benefit me. It's going to benefit my husband. Like what is the point of it? Right. Cause not mm-hmm. all times having a healthy co-parenting relationship, it's not always going to be the best situation. I mean, you could be co-parenting with a narcissist. You'll never mm-hmm never be able to have a healthy co-parenting relationship. So in that situation, you just be spinning the wheels. You might as well just come to the acceptance of we're not ever going to healthy co-parent and parallel parent and let it be that way, you know, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other tangent. I could totally, of course. (laughs) Right. Well, also too, I think with the motivation and like, I think at least in my experience and what I'm observing is I think some of that desire to be accepted not just from the outside tribe you know wanting to be a part of the the in-group but some of it in my opinion is linked to self-esteem and self-acceptance like okay so let's say you ask that person okay so you got it she loves you she adores you she's so grateful for the role 
but like isn't that just a passing moment in time like yay I got the award but like over time what does that mean what right, kind of what? real meaning mm-hmm. is that for you and the person that I think really needs to accept you is you and that's a whole you know obviously that's a whole nother topic and but I think that's a huge piece of the puzzle where we keep looking for external answers and yet it doesn't right. matter whether you get the trophy or not mm-hmm. it, it really it's a whole different angle and I, I think a lot of step parents are looking looking in the wrong direction mm-hmm. you know and I, mm-hmm. I get it I mean we all want approval we all want acceptance obviously like there's been studies you know getting getting positive reinforcement you know even with kids can be a really wonderful thing but right building the self-esteem and the self-worth is the most important place to start. And I really, really, it was a huge wake up call for me when I was bending over backwards and just becoming angry at everything I was doing and everybody else Mm -hmm. was benefiting from it except me. And I was losing my mind, my identity, everything. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, that's nice. You know, I, I married somebody that, or will marry now married. <laughs> uh, it's so weird to talk in that tense. Cause like, you know, it hasn't really been announced publicly, but now it is. So, um, I, even still, I'm really grateful. I have the relationship I do, but you know, whether she approves of something I say or do or whatever, I mean, ultimately I want her to feel safe with me, obviously around her right. children. Um, that's a priority, but when I kind of stopped making the approval from, you know, bio mom and, you know, her parents or her family and even my, my husband's parents, as soon as I let all of that crap go, I'm like, wow, I, you know, I don't need this. Like I, it's, it's a nice perk. Don't get me wrong. But I think the most important approval is my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I fully agree with that. And I, and that's like major kudos to you for figuring that out because there's always going to be something, right? So yeah. I think it's like being able to have that like healthy approach, you know, for me, it's okay, well, I'm going to not watch her social media and I'm going to approach it as a working relationship. We're coworkers who get along, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's whatever you need to do, like, like to so the stepmom's listening, whatever you you need to do for your sanity because ultimately like you've heard the phrase we've all heard it you've seen all the pictures you cannot pour from an empty cup and I god I mean we have to give so much of ourselves like raising another woman's child children mm-hmm. and I don't think if you are not a stepmom you don't understand that level of selflessness selflessness and I'm a bio mom like I have my my husband and I we have an ours baby he's almost two I know what selfless love is like I have to wake up in the middle of the night with him or whatever like I know Mm -hmm. what selfless love is however the selfless love that I have raising children who are not mine Mm -hmm. is so different than my son and it's hard and it's harder And, you know, I, I, I tell stepmoms, like, you've got to be in a good headspace mentally and spiritually, whatever it is that you do to make you 
be right. You need to do that on the daily because I mean, there are times where, and I, even now it's like, I love my stepkids more than anything. I love them. I would die for them. I treat them like my own, but there are times where I look at my husband and I'm like, I can't deal today. And granted, I do that with my own son. So it's, it's not any different. Like I, you know, I do that. And I've talked about that on my podcast. Like I have moments with my own son where I look at my husband, I'm like, you need to deal with them. But it's different because I have to choose to love my stepchildren. And I think if I wasn't in the right headspace, it would be easy for me to just put up walls, put up walls, put up walls to Mm -hmm. the point where I'm just so disengaged from my stepkids and it's not their fault, right? They didn't choose Mm -hmm. this life. Like they didn't choose for their parents to get divorced. They didn't choose for any of this. They didn't choose to not be able to see their mom every day. So you know, I, again, stepmoms, like I don't discredit the struggle. I don't discredit the, the, the hurt. I don't discredit the feeling of like, I can't do this anymore. Um, I don't discredit the feeling of wanting to just bounce out and leave because we've all had them, but you've got to get to that right headspace and you need to do what you need to do for you to get to that headspace. Um, because without being in a good, healthy headspace, you can't give You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give love if you yourself are not feeling loved. And I mean, who's going to love you better than you, right? Like I, exactly. you know, Mm -hmm. you've got to love yourself first and, and whatever that looks like to do, um, you know, self-care days, read books, yoga, run, workout. I don't know what it is, whatever it is. Um, See a therapist. That's super important. Whatever it is, uh, you've got to figure that out for yourself and make that the priority. So you can, um, you can give back, um, even in the moments where you're giving back to stepmom, you know, cause mm-hmm. unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever your situation is, she's there. She's not going anywhere. Like, right. You know, and people are like, well, yeah, well until the kids turn 18 and I'm like, no, like, what? right. No, she just what? doesn't like no, disappear. Doesn't disappear <laughs> because then when my stepkids get married, she's going to be there. And my stepkids have have kids. You think my stepkids are going to have two separate birthday parties for their kids? No, we're going to be hopefully grown up grandmas and grandpas who can be together, you know? So anyways, that's kind of like, yeah, that was a lot. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I love that. And what I I was going to add, um, you know, when you're in that state of mind, I think it's really important. And this is something I'm, you know, I've observed, I don't know if you would agree or have seen the same thing, but I think also as a stepmom, where we sort of get lost other than obviously nurturing ourselves is the relationship with our spouse. Mm. I think that should, in my opinion, you know, nurturing yourself, but then the second most important thing is having this really stable foundation with your partner, because if you don't have that, it really doesn't matter what your relationship with anybody else in the family is like, you have to be on the same Mm -hmm. page. You have to feel the love, the security, whatever it is that's important to you. And you can work together as a team. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. next, then it's the relationship with your stepkids, but obviously monkey see monkey do you're modeling everything. And if they can see, you know, this really healthy relationship that you have with your partner, and then obviously it minimizes confusion. Um, 
I think it's, it's one step at a time. And I remember when I first met my husband, I just, I wanted so much approval, not only from Biomom, but from the kids. I mean, right. you know, it was just like, and then I started kind of becoming like the fun aunt, maybe a friend wasn't really sure what was going on. You know, I didn't want to be mean. I didn't want to discipline, but you know, all of these things will kind of fall into place when you have a really great headspace and solid foundation with your partner. You've got to start there. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have read about these stepmoms complaining about their relationships with their husbands. And it's like, should I stay or should I go? Well, girl, you need to start working on yourself. And then your relationship, mm -hmm. you know, goes way beyond mm -hmm. just the yeah. blended family stuff. So yeah, that's it's not a true. judgment. And it's just I, an observation. And, no. You know, yeah, it's and it's super true because and this is a whole other topic, which I, we can talk about another time. We can do this I again talk forever. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's two sides to this to this um, debate. And it's does your husband put the kids first or does the husband put you first? And some people are like, husband puts kids first. They were there first. They're his kids. And I 100% fully disagree with that because it's like, if I would have met my husband first, right? No kids, mm -hmm. wasn't married before. Who would come first? The wife. Mm -hmm. My husband put his ex-wife before the kids because that's what they needed to do to have a healthy marriage. Now, obviously, I guess maybe she would say not I don't you know they, they have their own thing I, ag like, I agree with you though I you like know what I, I'm saying you know like, you there's very to. basic things you're supposed to do for the kids and it is you know obviously made all meet all of their basic needs and learn to be a competent parent and help them learn to fill their own cups that's literally yeah. I mean it just in a small you know brief nutshell but seriously I also agree and I can't tell you I tell bio parents this if your cups are not full you can't give anything to your kids so stop right. these phrases of, oh, the kids should always come first. The kids should all, no. no, the kids will obviously, unless, you know, it's neglect, but the kids, yeah, it's not about first or second. It's like a big unit. But like I told you, you know, there's your headspace and your own cup, but then the relationship with your spouse, it is so important, mm -hmm. you know, like you have to be on the same page. Otherwise, sorry, it's not going to work. Period. Yeah. Kids are yeah. no kids. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it, you know, and I'll have people like, um, my husband and I are going to go on a trip. I mean, not like a excessive trip, just like a little weekend getaway. Mm -hmm. And I made a comment to someone and she was like, again, and I was like, again, oh, and she's like, didn't you just go on vacation? And I was like, yeah, for our, our anniversary, we went on a week long trip. And she's like, you go on vacation more than anyone I know. And I'm like, you know what? Like, uh, first of all, you should go on vacation with your husband. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Like, schedule out a time. Like, you, you. Have what I hear is, I'm really <laughs> jealous that you're going on vacation, and I haven't allowed myself for whatever reason not to. Right. And I wish that that. And were I me. wish I could. Right. I yep. know. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but like, also in those times where my husband and I can get away with no kids, like, I love. Don't don't get me wrong. I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. But man, when we just have even a day, like a full 24 hours, which never happens because of the way our agreement works, 
we see our kids every single day, even when they mm-hmm. go with their mom. So wow. when we have 20, yeah, it's very weird schedule. When we um, have that 24 hours, just full 24 hours, man, our connection is just like so much stronger. And mm-hmm. that's what you have to have. Like you, you, you've got to have that strong connection. Um, well, even outside man, of a is, blended family, you should be doing It's hard. That. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard no matter what. <laughs> marriage is hard. So, right. you know, when you've got I that- think there's like a stigma and a negativity around like, oh, well, you know, without your kids, without your kids, like whatever you do, like, uh, did we forget that human beings that have children are also human beings? Right. <laughs> you right. know? Right. So I, you know, please spare, spare the judgment on yep. that. That's yep. really wonderful and amazing. Yeah that you are yes. doing what you need to do for your relationship. Yeah. So stepmoms, if you're listening, do what you need to do. Who cares what anyone says? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, um, obviously you have lots of gold and advice. Uh, is there any, anything else that you want to share on this last? No, I, here? no, I think, I think we hit the nail on the head coffin. I don't know. We did. We did good. <laughs> we nailed it. We nailed it. Yeah. Yes, we did. And thank you so much for being here. Of course. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening to my first ever interview. And Jocelyn, thank you for being the first interviewee. <laughs> and um, listeners, be sure to find her. Uh, her Instagram handle is The Daily Stepmom. And like I mentioned earlier, www.thedailystepmom.com. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll be back with another topic. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.